you can break up a man but not kill him. And so I, I went looking for him. And every time I went into one bar, he just left, went out the back way. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear from a Native Alaskan whose life was ruled by alcohol and hatred. As you listen to his story, you'll understand why. And if you've ever wondered if someone's too far gone, you may find your answer today. Hello, I'm uh, Jim Richteroff, originally from Lake Eliamna, and I'm an Athabascan Indian, and uh, oh, I left uh, Lake Eliamna in 1948 and came to Anchorage. But before that, in the village, uh, was all we had, uh, we never had any education or anything. And, but now I travel all over Alaska and there's schools everywhere now. Uh, but in my time they didn't have that. And so when we were living in this little village, it's not even on the map. And, but then, you see, even where we thought people didn't know anything about us, God knew where we were all the time. And so in the, in the village there was all, all there was was just drinking and, uh, things in the world, men, uh, that were married, going with other women and men's wives. And I mean, this was what we lived in. I started to drink at the age of eight and, but then all of the, uh, people in our village, they make what is called the homebrew and, uh, they had one 50 gallon barrel over here, another one over there in the corner. And so we just grew up. Well, that's all we've seen was just drinking and drinking. So we thought that was the way we're supposed to do. So, and then uh, I went to Bristol Bay when I was old enough to work. I got a job there working in the cannery. And then after season just went from village to village because we had money to spend to buy liquor. And then in 1948, uh, I I came out here. But in our village was, uh, the people were terrible. And this is my stepdad and my uh, first cousins. Why they hated us that I, I never did find out why, but uh, my sister was raped at the age of eight, and my mom 
and was married to my stepdad, and he was not a good dad at all. And so we just uh, grew up with hatred. That's all we knew was hatred. And so then uh, when my mom died, uh, that was the only one that I ever loved. And even to this day, uh, um, I think about her all the time and what she went through of how my stepdad used to beat her and, and my sister. And after my mom died, uh, then it was just my sister and I and how they went through like we, they treated us like we were dogs and so i just uh, grew up in hatred and then this one time not only one time but um my sister they hung her and as she was up there i don't know if you ever run your hand through a rope real fast and it burns or well, when the rope burnt and she came down the rope marks was on her side there and she just had that scar all the time until she passed away and of course me too uh, not so much what they did to me but it's what they did to my mom and my sister that I wish I was a man and grew up now because I wanted to get even with them. And so then I left uh, Lake Aliamna in 1948 and came here to Anchorage. And, of course, I knew where all the bars were, and that's where you might say I lived, in the bars. And... Uh, so this one guy that I've hated so much, his name is Buck Delcady, who is my first cousin, of how they uh, used to tie me to the post. We had wooden houses, so they would tie me to the post and beat on me until I passed out. And I grew, grew up that way with just hate, Hate, that's all we knew. And uh, so then I went into, uh, when I became an adult, and I went into uh, judo, and I found out that uh, uh, there's a hundred different chokes in judo alone. And after I graduated from that, then I found out karate was more effective. And so... I went into that because I wanted to get these people. And then in 1972, after I finished karate, then I went looking for Buck because he lives here in Anchorage. And you can break up a man but not kill him. And so I, I went looking for him. And... Every time I went into one bar, he just left, went out the back way. And 
Anyway, I then in 1972, this preacher came into the bar where I was, and of course we were at the round table there, and here he come right toward me. And I thought the guy was an FBI or somebody dressed in suit and white shirt. And the first thing he said to me was, God loves me. Well, the only one that I knew that really loved me was my mom. And, uh, but I didn't say anything to him. And so he invited me to church. And I said I would come. And I was not going really. I just want to get rid of him. And so he left. Well, next week here he comes again. And he said, we miss you in church. And I said, oh, something else came up. There's all lies. All I knew was lie. I knew how to lie. And uh, so I said, well, I'll come next week. So he left. Well, I didn't go. And uh, so <laughs> I thank the Lord he didn't give up. Here he come back again the next week. And so I thought, well, this time I'll go just to get rid of him. Maybe he won't come and visit me anymore there in the bar. So I told him I will come. And so here comes Sunday uh, evening and so the guys I was drinking with, I told them, I'm not feeling very good. It, that was a lie. I didn't want to tell them I'm going to church. And uh, so I tried my best to clean up, you know, and then went to church. And in that little church on Fort Avenue is still there, little log cabin church. And um, so... This was in 1972 uh, of November. And so when the guy started preaching, he was a native guy, and he was preaching on John 3.16, Galatians 2.20. Paul said in there, uh, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, and I like this part for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe in Him. And, boy, I mean, it was just like I'd known that, but I know now it was the Holy Spirit that was witnessing to me. And so I sat way in the back, and every time he was pointing his hand like that to the people, I thought he was pointing it at me. So I would get behind someone so he wouldn't see me. But when the invitation was given, uh, you know, a lot of us natives don't like to be looked at or anything like this. And so... When the invitation was given, I did not care who was uh, looking, and I I was drunk when I went down, and I staggered down the aisle, and boy, I want to tell you, that was the most beautiful thing that I've 
ever experience. When the guy was standing there, and he said, "What'd you come down here for?" And I said, "I want to give my heart to the Lord." And so uh, we knelt down. And you know, everyone that's、uh, an alcoholic do not like to be in the state they are, but they can't help themselves. I was one of them, and so、uh, we knelt down. Well, we've run out of time, but what a great place to stop! Just as Jim's new life begins, you heard him mention John three sixteen. He was talking about what Jesus said to a man who wanted to know how he could be right with God. This is what Jesus said: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He that believeth on Him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. My friend, Jesus paid for our wrongdoing on the cross, was raised from the dead, and offers forgiveness and new life to whoever will put their trust in Him. And that includes you. Would you like to know more? Write to us at the Storyteller, P.O. Box one thousand and one, Bemidji, Minnesota, five six six one nine. That's P.O. Box one thousand and one, Bemidji, Minnesota, five six six one nine. Our phone number is eight seven 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 six six four six four eight. That's eight seven 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 six six four six four eight. We're also online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Jim's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to the storyteller.